Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 23 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of the January the 18th to January the 24th section covering Doctrine and Covenants 3 to 5, My Work Shall Go Forth. And today we're going to focus on the section in Doctrine and Covenants 3 today, which is titled, I Should Trust God Rather Than Fearing Man. Now, um, there's quite a substantial section here about, um, you know, why it was easy for Joseph Smith or why it's easy for us to to think about Joseph Smith as, you know, needing to having to fulfill Martin um, Harris's request. And for those that uh, are not sure what we're referring to, then I suggest uh, you listen to yesterday's podcast where we broke down the background and context uh, for this section. Uh, and it really gives us a wonderful picture and outline of why um, Joseph did what he did in in, in loaning the, um, the manuscripts of the 116 pages to Martin Harris, uh, even though the Lord had told him no on two occasions. Um, you know, I think we all go through this experience. We all have had times in our lives where we've not listened to the Lord, where we haven't done what he has asked us to do. Um, and as such, have lost out on great blessings that were, were in store for us. Uh, so in Doctrine and Covenants 3, Joseph is receiving a revelation. And it, as I said yesterday, it is the first recorded revelation that we have from the prophet himself. Um, and this was talking about how... You know, he needed to fear God more than man. So in verse one, it says, and I love verse one because it gives Joseph, uh, uh, first of all, a almost a comfort or, or a reassurance, I should say. One of the things that Joseph had been most concerned about is that, you know, the work of the Lord would be halted uh, because of his actions. But in verse one, it says the works, the designs and the purposes of God cannot be frustrated. Neither can they come to naught. Uh, I think that's a lovely reassurance start, first of all, that the Lord is saying, look, no matter what you do, my work will go forward. Um, as he says later, it may not be that he does it. It may not be that it's, you know, through his hands that the Lord works, but the work that he has will be completed in whatever way that is done. Um, so I think that is firstly something to remember. Uh, but then in verse four, it says, for although a man may have many revelations and have power to do many mighty works, yet if he boasts in his own strength and sets at naught the counsels of God and follows after the dictates of his own will and carnal desires, he must fall and incur the vengeance of a just God upon him. I think that sometimes we all have that tendency at times to forget where the blessings we have come from. Uh, you know, whether we're doing particularly well at work or whether um, you know, we've had a great success in our family or, or whatever it is, we often we often forget that all good comes from God and that the strength that we have comes from our Heavenly Father. And we need to rightly so uh, attribute that to him because it is through his hand that many mighty miracles and blessings can come. Um, Marvin J. Ashton said this, quote, how easy it, it is for man to believe that temporal success has been achieved by his own skills and labour. Everything good comes from the Lord, close quote. This is not to say, of course, that our work is not important in this, for if we did not put the work and the effort and use the skills and talents that God has blessed us with, then, you know, those things wouldn't happen. However, as as I just mentioned, those skills and talents have come from the Lord. And so even if it is through, you know, the skills and talents that we've been blessed with, 
even that has come from God. Everything good has come from God. And we should rightly so uh, give the blessing and the the adulation um, to him and the gratefulness, the gratitude. Um, even if, you know, we think it has been through our efforts, that it's those efforts have been made possible through his grace uh, that has, has strengthened us. Um, and we see that that phrase grace and grace enabling us so often in the scriptures. Um, the Lord then speaks specifically to Joseph about what has happened. He says, and behold, how oft have you you have transgressed the commandments and the laws of God and have gone on in the persuasions of men. And I think that actually the Lord is referring to more than just this uh, experience of Martin Harris here. He seems to say that how often you have transgressed, which seems to imply that it's more than just the, the few times that he's asked the Lord again, if he asked the Lord if he, Martin Harris can take those pages. He seems to be referring to a number of fo fo follies and foibles that Joseph has. And Joseph mentions in his history about how you know, he, he had to repent of sins uh, in his life and they weren't malignant sins or anything like that. But, you know, that it's something which he has had to work with and we all do. And it's, again, interesting to see the, the progression that Joseph has had to take uh, in his preparation to become the prophet of this last dispensation, uh, that he has to overcome these difficulties in his life. Uh, we all have difficulties, I'm sure. In April 1996, in a talk called Joseph, the Man and the Prophet, um, President Dallin H. Oaks, at the time, of course, Elder Dallin H. Oaks, uh, said this, quote, Joseph's candor about his shortcomings is evident in the fact that one of the first revelations he recorded in writing and published to the world was a crushing rebuke he received from the Lord. The first 116 manuscript pages of the Book of Mormon translation were lost because 22-year-old Joseph yielded to the entreaties and loaned them to Martin Harris. The Lord would. The Lord told Joseph to repent, or he would be stripped of his prophetic role. Four later revelations, also published by the prophet, command him to repent and walk more uprightly, speak of his having sinned, and also uh, and rebuke him for not keeping the commandments. The prophet Joseph had no role models from whom he could learn how to be a prophet and leader of God's people. He learned from heavenly messengers and from the harvest of his unique spiritual gifts. He had to rely on associates who had no role models either. They struggled and learned together, and the prophet's growth was extremely rapid. Close quote. I love that. I love this uh, insight by President Alan H. Oaks because, as he says, not just this first revelation. I mean, imagine in the first revelation of the Book of Commandments, um, which of course comes after um, the preface, but the first recorded revelation that Joseph was willing to well. The first recorded revelation that was written down and Joseph yet was still willing to publish to the world talks about his faults, talks about how he's done something wrong, how courageous that is of him to publish this. I mean, don't forget this book was meant to go forth as a tool to teach people about the church and about how it is led by a living prophet. And one of the very first revelations that at the beginning and the first recorded revelation that is in there. Um, is about how he has faults and how he has made mistakes and had to repent of great, uh, great things that have almost caused the work of the Lord to not go forward. It's such a such a honest thing to do, I think. But then in verse seven, uh, we have you know the real issue that he had, uh, which was, for behold, you should have feared man should not have feared man more than God, although men set at naught the counsels of God and despise His words. Yet you should have been faithful. And he would have extended his arm and supported you against all the fiery darts of the adversary. And he would have been with you in every time of trouble. 
you know, we were discussing this as a family and, and we, when we rightly said that, you know, we, we feel for Joseph in this particular circumstance and, and in, to some degree to Martin Harris. Um, but, you know, we definitely feel for Joseph because like we said, he was half the age of Martin Harris. This is the man that was financing the, the publication of the Book of Mormon at this stage. This is the man that was putting so many hours into it and making it possible um, in Martin Harris. And so the fact that Joseph wanted to, you know, fulfill his wishes and let him take the pages for a seat for a little while to, you know, calm his wife and let his family know that he wasn't being duped, um, you know, is completely understandable why Joseph really struggled with this. And yet, you know, I guess this is a lesson for all of us to learn that we shouldn't fear what men or or women, of course, or what he or what, you know mankind can do against us. We should trust in God. Joseph should have trusted that even if this led to Martin leaving him, Martin Harris leaving him, that would be his choice and the Lord would provide another way. But of course, he was worried more about that. And so um, I think this is a lesson that Joseph learns. Um, Joseph and Martin themselves learned a lot of lessons from this experience, I'm sure, uh, about repentance, um, that there's enduring consequences to our sins. You know, the, the fact that Joseph and Martin went through with this means that we don't have the, the 116 pages in our current Book of Mormon. And the lessons that we could have learned from that, you know, are lost. Of course, the Lord had a, a provision in place in, in, the, in the small plates of Nephi. And so rather than having Mormon's abridgment of Nephi's story, we now have the small plates of Nephi just added on to the start of the Book of Mormon, which means we have a lot of the experiences that we, we would have lost. But it does mean that there are some that aren't there uh, that were recorded by Lehi. Um, Joseph and Martin also learned that each man and woman will be punished for their own transgressions and they're individually accountable rather than uh, for other people's actions. We, we are having, we have to work through our own actions. They learned that painful personal experience um, can happen if we transgress, but we can also obtain the Lord's forgiveness and continue with the work that the Lord has given us. And that's really, um, you know, what I love from this is that, you know, it's, it says in verse uh, 11, um, that except Joseph repents, uh, he would be delivered up and become as other men and have no more gift. And I think this is what we need to remember is that, you know, we need to trust in the Lord. We need to receive his forgiveness, feel of the power of the Savior in our hearts and feel of that, you know, that love once again in our lives so that we can continue on in that work. Otherwise, that work will move from us. And we all, as we learned from Moroni, we all have a work to do. Um, and... I think that that is an important message to remember. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do follow the podcast. You can join the, the podcast Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>